This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one minute on the counter-attack. Forestieri. get across to to Wendover who now where whereabouts are you Wendover because last time we spoke to you after a QPR game you were outside it was wet you were very pissed off where are you now how's things Jake Liverpool Jake Liverpool Jake Liverpool Jake Liverpool Jake Liverpool now, we're dealing with the singing lessons we're dealing... are playing off then, uh, really? Yeah, yeah no, I, I, it's just a suggestion. But if you're going to do it all together, try and, try and agree on a key that you're all going to do right, it. And that's yeah. for... Oh, no, you enjoyed we're, that, I we're take doing it. Fred, we're doing Fred Hayman before we finish. Oh, excellent. Um, yeah, we're nearly in Amersham now, mate. Oh, we're wow, in... you've, you've done got well. Away, got away well, mate, yeah, got away well, well yeah. Good stuff. What do we make of the game overall? Obviously, the Jake Livermore thing, as per the excellent uh, vocals that you provided us there, uh, were were clearly the highlight. But what do you make of the game overall? And and how did you feel about 30 seconds before Jake Livermore struck a ball as beautiful as you will ever see versus 30 seconds after he'd hit it? Yeah, I think the first half, Sky were probably thinking, "Oh, I'm glad we picked this one. It's an enthrall. It's an enthralling match <laughs> because it was a dreadful game of football, wasn't it? Two poor sides. Jack Colback, I don't know how he stayed on the pitch in the first half because he made so many fouls. I was convinced when he got his yellow card that, that must be his second, and apparently it wasn't. But yeah, so many petty fouls, and that that main one that he, he made on on a Springer, had he already been on a yellow card, which he should have, that would have been red. Though he might not have made it if if he was on a yellow. Yeah, I don't think we were lucky at all, actually. I think that is a good away attritional performance. Val likes going in at the very worst. He likes going in on away games at halftime level and then maybe spin the dice in the second half. Yeah, they had a few chances, but I, I, I actually personally thought we were the better side, mate. We had we had we had the superior quality without a doubt. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I tell you what, 
Oh, Raj, they're working on his hold-up play because when he came on, he did okay holding that ball up. He did okay. Yeah, I'm really, really, obviously really happy. One point off the playoffs now. If Gino wants to wants to roll that dice in the next couple of weeks, I think it's a bit smoke and mirrors, one in, one out. I think they're probably looking at more than one. I'd like to hope they are. I think if they bought three in, in this window, maybe we'd lose it to go. So the squad is plus two. We're in the playoffs because it's all coming together, mate. I think it's all coming together. Go, cool. this is this is different from the Wendover we spoke to last time after QPR. Do you remember that, Justin? Go, cool. oh, no, God, no, yeah, no, yeah, nothing yeah. bad came from that conversation, did it? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we all got in trouble for that. <laughs> Never mind. No, it's a different side, Pete. Pete, Peter, it's a different. It's a different Watford this year. Previous callers have, have spoken about the togetherness. My word, there's a togetherness there. They all like the manager. You can see. What one thing I really loved at the end, Chak is racing back to stop a stop a, a Rangers attack in the dying minutes of time and added yeah. on, and he and the manager gets up as if we scored a goal. Love it. There, there is a togetherness there that you haven't had at Watford Football Club for a very long time. I was talking to somebody, and I won't name the name, who works at Watford. And he said to me, there is an aura around Val behind the scenes. An aura? No, I think the fact that he's a tall, big guy helps. But he, there's a presence about the guy. There is a presence about the guy. And I think he's doing a sterling job. I think he did the substitutions maybe 10 minutes early today would might be my only criticism mm-hmm. but other than yeah all good I've, I've been asking people who they would sign if they would and by the way when he said when i said one in one out i.e when we look when one goes out of the squad we'll bring one in if another one goes out of the squad we'll bring another one in so it didn't mean just just yeah. one in and one out and that's it more yeah, a question yeah, of people have to leave before we bring people in which is a fairly kind of common thing to say and it, it's also a, a probably a fairly uh, easy thing to say to, to 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 newspaper journalists in terms of saying look this is the approach so don't get carried away asking for too much ah, any clubs yeah. become interested which is there but i've been asking people if you could bring in one player what formation would it be and I'll ask you the question because we have seen, and I've seen it on the on the five five word questions or the, or the long forms. I didn't see which one it was, but I thought it was an excellent question. There has been links, rightly or wrongly, for Ryovic and interest from Ipswich. Now, there's the yeah. interesting thing about can you play for more than two teams in a season or a calendar year? I don't remember well, which one it is. Yes. Yeah, Pete. That's something I put out on 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 X or Twitter or whatever we want to call it these yeah. days. And I thought you could only, but Lou Orns tells me that that rule was changed in the 2021-22 season. You can now play for three clubs in a calendar season. Oh, okay. That allows yeah. me to go to my theoretical, let's make Wendover, Cristiano, Giresa, Nani, Manga, oh, I don't know, whichever person is in charge of transfers. Oh, let's call it Gino Pozzo, maybe. We're going to make you that person, and we're going to say that Ipswich have come in and offered a six and a half million for Ipswich. Yeah, uh, uh, Ipswich have offered six and a half million for Ryovic, and we can spend five million and go and get uh, the lad Sinclair Armstrong from QPR who was up against us today. Would you make yeah. the, Would you say yeah. deal or no deal? 
I would say deal because Re- I think Big Reg is probably at the top of his value now. I would spin him, yeah. I would spin him and make an early profit on him. I don't think Sinclair Armstrong is going to cost you the sort of money you're talking, Pete. He's out of contract at the end of the season and he won't sign a new one. Mm. So he's not going to cost the sort of money. He, you might pick him up for two, two and a half. I think we need three in. I know your question is one in, but yeah, let's say we bought Armstrong. <laughs> Go on. I'm also buying, I like their left back today, Kenneth Parr. Yeah, he's done well this season, yeah. Yeah, I'm buying him as well. I'm going, QPR are going down, so let's take... Can, can I just apologise to Richard Honey? So far, we're taking Chair, Sinclair Armstrong, and now Parl as well. We're just taking everybody, Richard. I'm sorry, if you could just yeah. all basically prepare them outside, we'll send a taxi. Carry on. Yeah, so I'm buying a right back to manage Andrew's minutes. Ooh. And I'm also buying... I'm taking on loan from Newcastle, Isaacs who they've just recalled from a loan abroad and it's going to be loaned to a championship club. I hope that is us because we have been interested in him in in the past and he will make managing his minutes a lot easier. Some people would say, no, I don't think Jake can do 90. Yes, Jake can do 90. They don't want him to do 90 because they are managing managing him. They all wear GPSs. It's all very technological now, isn't it? And, and yeah, Jake could do 90, but they don't want him to do 90 because they're managing his minutes. Cool. As is the same thing with, with the young boy. You don't. That's a high-intensity position that Andrews is playing. You don't want to get every last bit out of him and then for him to get injured. Yeah, so that, for me, two full-backs... A forward, it's four that I want in, isn't it? Two, two full-backs, a forward, and a, and a Jake backup. That would mean on players going out, but I would say two out, four in, so the, for, so the squad is plus two. There you go. Everybody who wants Wendover to be the new technical director and director of football, raise your hand. Yep, you're in. You voted. That's the way democracy works. I, we'll do that. I, I got one interesting point for you, Pete. If Ian Pope was employed <laughs> by Queen's Park Rangers, I don't think they'd play one football match. That concourse of theirs is a effing death trap. I he wouldn't let them. He wouldn't even let them kick off because well, let's, let's reverse this. Because anybody who doesn't know who Ian Pope is, the head of facilities, and was, and I will mention Thursday in a little bit. But I'm sure many people will have already probably listened to mine and Justin's inane ramblings on it. I'm going to turn it. I'm going to turn it around and say if Ian Pope was in charge of QPR, they wouldn't have that as a death trap. It would be improved upon. In fairness to him, because there's a lot that yeah, the people mate. there, especially around the facilities have got right and I have to say yeah, that I have, fair to, I have play, to balance fair it out play, Pete. yeah fair play mate fair play we are spoiled and we can enjoy it but it doesn't mean that we can't take the piss out of the concourse that's on at QPR sorry Richard we're absolutely flaying you alive but we just done the double you did it to us last year so hey <laughs> them, them, how do you like them apples lovely stuff Wendover we are going to finish with a fine rendition from you of the Ben Hamer song and then we're going across to Alan Lathwell who I'm sure on, is going to have some interesting Come comments on. About the it all wasn't in, a smashing grab. All in, all go on, in. Off you go. After three legs. One, two, three. I like it. Oh, here we go. Super Ben Hamer in goal. 
Beautiful. Now, we're going to turn that into an indent and play it all the time, gentlemen. Well done. Uh, this was excellent stuff. I can't give this enough applause. Well done. Defying musical conventions and singing the same song all in different keys. Well done. There goes the Wendover Express. Back to Wendover. There we go. Let's get Mr. Alan Lathwell in, sir. You know the, you know the deal. Hit that. Now, I'm not preempting that you may have a slightly different opinion there to, uh, to Greg, Mr. <laughs> Wendover. But the first five word reviews, or the first two, are from a certain Mr. Alan Lathwell. You may know him well. It says, Jake Smashing Grab Masterclass and Daylight Robbery reported out west. Oh, I think you may have a separate, a, a diff- differing view on that particular game, sir. Yeah, actually, a couple of things. First of all, I'm very disappointed that we're, what, about an hour into this podcast and there's been absolutely no mention of cheese. Um, oh, what are we doing? We haven't, so, we haven't mentioned it once, have we? So I'm here to put that... Good, um, excellent. Now, unfortunately, since the final whistle has gone, a combination of time and a baked cheddar with chorizo and jalapeno, which I've been dipping French bread into, has has lightened my mood somewhat. This is good. We may need to bring Mal back on and find out whether or not the the curse-breaking power of cheese works works retrospectively. I'm sure it probably doesn't, but this is all good this is all good cheese information. Cheddar and chorizo. That's an odd combination. It's, a, it's an oddly Anglo-Spanish kind of thing going on there, isn't it? Yeah, it's oh, I found it in Morrison's on Friday. I thought it would be rude not to give it a whirl. Excellent. And and what would you give it out of 10 for all of those Morrison's shoppers? It's very tasty, but it but expect a bit more heat with the jalapeno and I can't really taste the chorizo but otherwise as a what's the word to put it a conduit to my French bread it's 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 rather tasty it's a fine way to enjoy a Sunday afternoon nice like that very much another way of course to enjoy Sunday afternoons is beating QPR which we did today what did oh, you there was nothing honestly there was little enjoyable <laughs> about that oh, I've got to be I've got to be brutally honest but listening to to what others have said it has moderated my mood somewhat because if I'd spoken to you literally a couple of minutes after the final whistle I probably would have been uh, much more scathing of my view on things but first and foremost we've won a game we didn't deserve to win and I I hear what Wendover says about it it being a professional away performance and I suppose to some degree is right but It, it wasn't a good performance by any stretch, and we the the amount of turnovers in play uh, was unbelievable during the course of that game. The positive being, of course, is that Jake Livermore, who all of us uh, there are, I think the majority of us will admit we weren't exactly over enthusiastic about him signing for the club when he came. But he really has since he came into the side after the was it after Sunderland. I think it was yes, because it was yes, it was. I think I'm pretty sure it was after the Sunderland game. Um, yeah, and and we've what lost three or four games only since then, and and we've three, gone from f- fourth bottom to what are we eighth now. There's no coincidence that he's been a catalyst to that. It's also no coincidence that when he does go off, when he gets substituted, suddenly we are exposed even more because we we didn't keep the ball at all once he went off the pitch I I can't recall us stringing more than three or four passes together and doing this all sort of bit back to front I think if I was to picking up on your thread about strengthening one position Mm -hmm. I I would say it would be that position because we we can't rely on a 34 year old I can't believe I'm saying that he's 16 years younger than me (laughs) a 34 year old 
to play in that that position for the whole of the season. And also, was it was it Rupert that said about Morris yeah. um, being old at 22? I thought, fuck me, I'm screwed. <laughs> Let's face it, we all are. If not now, it's a later stage we shall be. But his, his, his yeah. comment was that he's not a 19-year-old. But, of course, we don't tend to see players coming into the first team at 18 and 19 anymore. Ryan Andrews being the, the obvious he's, exception rather than the rule these days. He is an exception to that rule, yeah. yeah. And it's clear to see that Morris isn't of the level, but I can't fault the fact that he tries hard. And he did make a couple of you know, challenges in that second half. He won a challenge with Paul Smith. I think it was very effective on... Was it Paul Smith? Yeah, his name? it, it was Smith um, came on that, that and he was very on, effective down that wing. Yeah, yeah him, very yeah. effective on that right-hand side. But I, I just want to temper it at something. But it was a... I suppose if you were a neutral, particularly that second half, it was a, a really entertaining watch. And sort of people have been waxing lyrical about the lads up front for QPR. Yep, Sinclair Armstrong. Yep. This is classic Watford supporter. Oh, it's because classic what happens is, I like this. Go on. What happens is if a player plays a game, say, for example, his debut and he's shit, then he should be fucking shot at dawn. <laughs> and if he makes his debut and he has a really effective game, and I'm thinking about an example, I'm thinking is that midfield, Slovakian midfielder that played against Villa on the opening day Kuchka. of the season. Yeah. Yeah, whose only good game was that game. We declare him as the second coming of uh, fucking God knows what else. Uh, Let's have this right. Yes, that lab was very effective. But for those that thinking we should go and spend two and a half million on this lad, let me read this stat to you. Forty-four appearances in the league, one goal. No, thank you. Oh, there we go. Now, here we are. This is a place for opinions, facts. I'm sure they go Uh, elsewhere. If if you're looking for a a centre forward that's got a physical presence, lovely, uh, can be a fleet of can be a menace to 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 centre halves. Then let me introduce you to Vacuum Bio. Because why we would go and spend two and a half million quid on this lad from QPR when we've got a player of that type already at the club is beyond me. We we need a goal scorer. But we, we, we're crying out for a goal scorer. And yes, it, it was a throwback performance. It was fun to watch this lad, but he's not a player I, at this stage, would particularly be happy to see at Watford. It's just another centre-forward that doesn't score goals. It's not what we need at this moment in time. Oh, I don't know what I don't know what you think on that piece. Really, I, I, I tell you what I'm going to think. If anybody at ever point, ever, at any point, listens to what I'm saying and goes, "What a load of old nonsense!" Please ring me and tell me because there is nothing I enjoy more than somebody <laughs> turning around going, "Who's this person?" He's got, he's this, and you go, everybody's leaning forward, going, "Okay, well, he's fleet of foot, fleet of foot." What a great saying that is! Everybody's going, yeah. "Oh, this is good." He gets goals. Who is it? It's Vacuum Bio, and we all went, "Oh, we all got suckered in there." That was brilliant. Well done. Sir. <laughs> I enjoyed that immensely. Can I, can I make an observation? There's been a couple of comments about this in the chat. Far away. On today's podcast, there's an awful lot of creaking going on, and I'm wondering if you're on the old Mary Rose or uh, or, or some other decrepit galleon, because there's a lot of creaking going on there, mate. Yeah, no, sorry, that, that, those are my knees. No, that's my chair basically straining and suggesting that a diet would be in order. Personally, <laughs> I'm thinking more reinforced chairs is more like the order of the day, but there we go. My apologies, everybody, for my general creakiness of bones and furniture. What can we do? What can we and do? And my last, my last thing I want to make reference to is I enjoyed your, I particularly enjoyed your call with Ellie for the very reason that there was lots of non-league chat based on that. 
And I, I uh, although I, I live in the Midlands, I've been and watched football at Colney Heath, and it is a fine football club, all good. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Well, no, Eddie is all about the Coney Heath and, and all about the sweary mum, even though, I'll be honest with you, starting to get a bit sweary yourself there, to be honest with you, but what can we do? Alan, Mr. Alan Lathwell there, everybody, wonderful stuff. Not only is he a fine exponent of, uh, of football living in the Leicester area, obviously also Vacuum Bio's current agent, clearly. What can we say? Hi, this is Damon Lathrow, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's get across to Mr. Fiander Turner. Paul, sir, how are we doing? And then we're going to come to Neil and then we will go do the five word reviews. But Mr. Fiander Turner had obstructed view today at down at Loftus Road. F- did fun ensue? Afternoon, Peter. Yeah, it was great fun. I missed Jake Livermore's goal, what? Uh, the first one, because couldn't really see in, in that corner. I made sure I, I moved a little bit further forward, caught the second goal, and then fell over. So I've had the right old great afternoon. Those are the away days that you pray for, really, in the championship. Don't play well and uh, and get some points. So ultimately, that's what's going to keep us up that half of the table. It's certainly, um, certainly but, better than the alternative. I tell you that much. Definitely. Yeah. First half was dreadful. There was a fair bit of rumbling, to be fair, in the away fans about the uh, passing around the back, and it mm-hmm. was getting a little bit frustrating to see that they were going to just keep doing that. And then they come out the first bit of the second half, and, well, clearly QPR had done a bit of a team talk, and it was, uh, right, let's close them down first point. And first attack they had was where we were trying to play it out again. Really frustrating up until that point. But fortunately, Jakey Livermore decided to pull his socks up and get us out of trouble. Really enjoyed it, but I wanted to cover off the obviously hot topic at the moment, stewarding. Stewarding experience today because I was there on Thursday and I've seen all the comments people have put up from your, your amazing reflective podcast. I, I was very much more tuned into the stewards than I normally would be at an away game. I thought they were brilliant today. Everyone that uh, I was in contact with was polite, professional. There was no, uh, what would I normally see at the Vic? There was no padding down that makes you feel quite awkward and, and in some cases violated. Everything was polite. Everything was asked for. Can I see your ticket? Can I pat you down? This won't take long. This is where the kiosk is. This is where you queue. Everything was professional. There was only one kiosk open in the whole away end. There was a massive queue for some beers and food. And I didn't see any stewards like um, ignoring the problem. They were very polite, very professional and almost uh, embarrassed about the situation. That was all the refreshments that was available. Real contrast to um, obviously Sir Ian of uh, Vicarage Road and his strategy of making everyone feel as unwelcome as possible. But uh, just a little bit of reflection on my part, that felt like a, a club that was accommodating away fans and accommodating people wanting to come to a game of football that I haven't seen it or felt at the Vic for quite a while myself. So, yeah, food for thought there for Mr. Ian. 
<laughs> I was going to talk about it, but let, 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 let's do it here. So anybody who hasn't listened to the, the podcast, I'll try and paraphrase it for you. On Thursday was the second of the At Your Places. On Tuesday was the first one. It was about commercials and it was about retail. And it was about all, all of those things. And that, that was really good and it was really productive and we did a little kind of thing about that. On Thursday was the one where we had the talk about match day operations, which, of course, vastly is stewarding because stewarding is, as Paul's just alluded to there, it is your front of house. It is the equivalent of going into a restaurant and the waiter being nice and giving good service or being standoffish and basically rude and telling you to F off kind of thing. There's a major difference. And a number, there was a lot of people there in terms of it. And the two main gentlemen were a gentleman called Andy Jenkins, who's in charge of security, and a gentleman called Ian Pope, who is head of facilities. Now, uh, I'm going to try and I need to put a link out to uh, somebody else's podcast. So I want to ask about it first of all, because... And, and after that, we, we put some stuff out because they batted back every sort of complaint was about it came back to the legislation that is either in place or is about to come. And it was basically, no, you can't have this, you can't have that. And it was it felt like everything was being batted back negatively and everything is agency stewards. Now, the podcast I want to reach out to is actually from the, the MP in Watford, who during the pandemic had an interview with a guy called Gwyn Evans, who was, the, who was basically doing what Ian's job is now. And Ian, I believe, was his assistant. And it was talking about all of the stuff that was going on during the pandemic in terms of the, the whole stadium being turned over to laundry services. And thank you to all the people who got involved with that, to basically uh, you know, p- providing the exec- uh, executive kind of um, uh, rooms as sleeping areas for doctors because the doctor's areas have been given over to patients' relatives who needed to be there, um, to obviously the lounges and the bars being set over. And we, we forget about these things. And one of the things that I listened to, bearing that this thing was recorded back in around the pandemic, was Ben Evans was talking about it and he said, and the person who has done this is my assistant, Ian Pope. So I think it's fair enough for us to turn around and as I did, because I was fairly bolshy and nauseating on Thursday, it's fair to turn around and say, there is something that actually needs commemorating and the man played a part. So I'll say that. But in addition to that, there is another link that I will be putting out because, again, it echoes back to 2019, pre-pandemic, and it's from the FSA, who are the Football Supporters Association, and it's a thing called FSA Fair Cop. We need to talk about stewarding. This this was prior to the pandemic, and it gives a nine-point plan as to how to improve stewarding because even there at various places there was a time i'm going to tell you what these nine points are i won't read everything out you can have a look at those but see whether or not these would echo with some of the experiences that people have had if you sit in the sir elton john stand that seems to be an area that has less of this than than anywhere else the upper gt and the family stand have been particularly affected by this it seems but these are the things that were suggested from the football supporters association number one a complete change of mindset. Stewards are effectively a club's front of house staff, something far too many clubs fail to recognise. We've just dealt with that. Number two, we're not criminals. Okay, nowadays you need to be patted down or patted down. That, that's fine. But don't treat everybody like they are guilty before anything else. Number three, Customer service. In terms of basic customer service training, there is very little of this. The guys who are bought in are not trained by Watford. They are trained because they are part of agency staff. Okay, that's the that, so they get a security level, which is apparently higher than the level that you would have as a normal steward, but that's what you have. Number four, apply common sense, something that's kept an awful lot. And number five, keep it in-house. There is 
ample anecdotal evidence telling us that supporters aren't big fans of agency stewards and much prefer and respond better to those who they see regularly in their part of the ground. This all makes sense and it all echoes to us now. Number six, approachability speaks for itself. Number seven, understanding the culture. How you can fundamentally understand the culture when one day you're at Vicarage Road, the next day you may be at the Emirates or Wembley or at Spurs or at West Ham or where have you. It's very difficult for them to do. So these are things that we hope will be addressed. Use appropriate force. And number nine, which I thought was very nice, was understand that stewards aren't the fun police. And they have to understand that as well. You're there to enjoy yourself. When there's a goal surge, actually, the important thing should be about safety rather than just simply preventing a pitch incursion in any way, shape or form. The the thing that I take from Thursday, because it was heated and it was discussed and there were various people there and Luther came up with some suggestions around utilising the veterans, of course, who they work in the, the community, bringing them into the stewarding panel. Great idea, I think, is the fact that this conversation and the At Your Place had to happen before I think a lot of people at the club could possibly realise the depth of feeling and the depth of emotion around this from a lot of people. So I'm desperately hoping, and somebody, Louis Teixeira said, didn't sound like it was very positive, That meeting and anything that you'll read and anything that you'll see about it, I hope that it will be genuinely positive because now there's an opportunity for the club to react and we obviously hope that they do. So I I won't bang on about it thereafter, but you felt today you got some people who were, they they, they weren't the fun police, they were approachable and they were applying common sense, I take it. Absolutely. They they clearly had stewards that, that were trained and coached and the ones that were less experienced were not like point of sale people. So the experienced people were doing the, the experienced areas that were needed. So the patting down was done by people that knew what they were doing instead of people that would just literally turn up and they start, start touching you. That, that was my reflection. I wanted to say one other thing here as well. On, Q, QPR did a fantastic job for the 30 minutes for Daniel. They talked about it before the game on the Tannoy system. They played Elton John, Dan Young uh, before kickoff oh, as well. Nice. The only thing that didn't go according to plan was obviously their scoreboard is so small. I don't think everyone noticed at first that it hit 30 minutes, but as soon as people realised, QPR fans joined in as well and it, it was really respectfully done. So fair play to QPR because they, they really got that right to support us and to support the family. Any QPR fans on here, fair play to you all. You've done a brilliant job there. Well done. Well done. Well done, QPR. Well done, QPR, for the stewarding, for all of that. And as, as we said when uh, Ellie was on earlier on, football does these kind of commemorations it, really well. And thank you very much for them and all the, the QPR fans who took part in it. And obviously, we take the crowing and the bragging rights today because we've done the double over you guys. You had it last season. As Rich said at the start of this, it's cyclical. It goes round. Paul, thank you ever so much, mate. Really appreciate really appreciate you letting us know everything there from the ground. Let's go to our last caller. Let's go to to Neil and, and see. This is Neil Nelly Connor and see what he thinks. Now, sometimes we hear about tooting 44-tonne trucks. Other times we hear different things. Neil, sir, hit your mic back. And, and you can come on and, and tell us what you made of the QPR game. It's going to be a bit of a struggle because I'm in a crowded bar at Euston Station. That's all right. You tell us the salient points and we'll pick them out, mate. No problems. OK, let, let's keep it brief. QPR, I, I love going to QPR. I've had so much good times there. With, when my kids were little, when Viali joined Watford and Kenny and Chris Day and that gang moved to QPR mm-hmm. and we went down for the pre-season summer match. Oh, it was a great day. It's a great day. Cool. I'm struggling a little bit with my foot today and 
We've got serious travel problems out of Houston, apparently, so we're going to be sitting here for quite some time. Okay, shove that away. Let, let's go to the game. Oh, it, 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 unbelievable. Unbelievable from one point of view. I, I didn't see the goals. We were celebrating so much. I got knocked over by Watford supporters. I couldn't look down. Traditionally, you yeah. should wait until we've scored the goal before you start celebrating in order to not see yeah. it, surely. I had the absolute honour of speaking to Jake Livermore's wife two days into the season. And we both parked in the same car park. And she and her her little ones were walking towards the uh, car park entrance and they had their shirts with daddy written on the back. Oh, nice. I said, oh, welcome to Watford. She goes, oh, thank you. I said, I watched your husband's career. And she goes, he's dead excited to come to come to Watford. She goes, but I don't think he's going to play today. I said, I'm sure when he plays, we'll support him. She goes, no, he's really excited. I tell you what, fair play to that guy. Fair play to what's happened in his life. Fair play to his wife. Fair play to his children. He's the type of person that I want wearing a Watford shirt. The thing that I came away from Loftus Road with today is every single guy that was on that pitch wearing a Watford shirt played like they wanted to be a Watford player. If we can have that as a start, beginning of January, one point of the playoffs, I don't think we're doing that bad. I think we're in a real good place, Pete. Nice stuff. You'll take that. You'll take that. And, of course, the other thing that you're taking away from Loftus Road, of course, is three points and fair play. Fair play. Lovely stuff, Neil. We'll leave you there, mate, because it's it's a bit of a, a funny old line. But But, look. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I've already said the, the the bit about the stewarding stuff. If it came across as a big negative, I think it can be turned into a big positive by people at the club who have already said there's good people at the club who want to make sure that the things are improving. And I, I and we've seen things this season, as Neil has pointed out, on the pitch improve. I think we can see things further improve in terms of the stewarding and the reception and how everything goes, exactly as you heard from Paul. No reason why those stewards can't can't be welcoming and, and improving. And hopefully we will see that moving forward. We will post up a couple of things so you can hear and read a few bits, including that, that Football Supporters uh, Association piece about the improvement that, that's needed. But in the meantime, where are we? We're 20 to 4. I reckon we can rattle through some five-word and long-form reviews after a hard-fought 2-1 win in the end. I thought sometimes we made it hard for ourselves. I didn't think that many players had great 90 minutes but we had players who had moments and that was enough to get it today so there we go let's start with our five word reviews with Stephen Atkinson who immediately starts off very well by saying and a longer review there we go back in the 1980s he says matches between Watford and QPR were usually bore fests QPR played exactly as we did in the first half passing sideways and backwards keeping playing keep ball with no attacking intent compressing midfield and catching us offside he said then playing keep ball again with the free kick it was a bore uh, watching QPR play that way even more boring than we do it when we do it we had two shots on target luckily we scored them both he also says keep playing like that and we won't, won't make the playoffs so look people are and, and I'm very proud of this thing that we do here where everybody comes in where people can have different opinions and say yeah we won but look at this and we can also have games where we've won and gone 
bar those couple of moments, you know, let's face it, you can't plan for Hoots to score from 48 yards every time you go to Hull. We were lucky, but also taking a look when we lose games and being looking at things like the Bristol City game and saying, we just think that might have been a blip. Well, we can take a look at this in a balanced way across everybody. Hillary Dillery Dockett has got an excellent picture of the magnetic fridge chart updated, which has us in, let's have a look, Leicester top, then Ipswich, then Southampton, Leeds, West Brom, Coventry, Sunderland, and then there is Watford. Which is very nice. I like that. I like colourful, colourful magnetic championship tables. Very good. Carl Campion says, changes made me very nervous. And we talked about that today. Didn't feel very good, did it? Sean Gawley says, promotion equals 25 players needed. We know we are short of that. And this probably comes back to Wendover, when he obviously wasn't singing. Uh, We can all remember those bits. Saying... I think it may be four in and two out, perhaps. We know that Imran Loser is connected with with moving back to France on loan for six months. And if he's going, only needs another player to be moved out or to be dropped from the squad to necessitate that, maybe. Smitty says Super Ben Hamer, Jake Livermore. And then he puts in a couple of hearts and a couple for each. Natasha, hey, and Natasha says, much improved away performances. Yeah, that was what Ron said earlier on. The away form, that's really pleasing. But the home form is still concerning. And do we want to play two up front? Who knows? Alan Lathwell, we said earlier on, said daylight robbery reported out west. Much to Wendover's disagreement. John Parslow says top dog, jumping frog, Chak Fatadze. Now, I do believe that Mr. John Parslow now is resplendent with a new puppy. A new puppy in the house. If everybody might remember, the Parslow family lost the the long family steward, which was Pippa, who would often take John out around Chorley Wood Common and we would hear him in blustery fashion walking the dog. I think we can all look for that in a few months because he's got a new puppy. Ryan Cripp says, Livermore, awesome, fantastic derby win. Danny WFC fan says, Livermore can do it all. Chris Bone says, midday games deny right workers. And there's a picture of, of basically what looks like some kind of horrific zombie potato because Chris, does normally help us out with all things potatoes. Mike Abraham says, Hamer and Livermore were excellent. Dan Harvey, an absolute glorious away win. Alan Lathwell, as we said, Jake, smash and grab masterclass. Now, let's not poo the idea of, of a smash and grab. Throughout the course of the championship season, you're going to have them. Is it better to have them than not? Mm, yes, when they when it's the right way round, definitely. We heard Paul earlier on, Paul Fianna Turner said, players over 34, welcome here. Gary Selwood said, what a bloody legend. Dr. Dickie Sutton says, Livermore headlines, but Hamer, man of the match. Nice. We're all Hornet Steve says, thought it would never end. Yes, seven minutes of, of extra time. And I may have been, I may have been slightly sweary. Um, no, I was very sweary. When the ball got played out, And we thought, oh, the QPR player's got it. And it hit the ref. And the ref went, oh, play on. And then the QPR player made a a bodge of it. It broke to us and we were going to be breaking three on one. And then he blew it up to bring it back for a bounce ball. When did that become a rule? Bastard. There you go. I told you I was swearing. You were were pre-warned. Love a lucky head coach, says Carl Campion. Mike Smart says Livermore denied an inevitable hat-trick. Yes, exactly. Stephen Atkinson back again says, cracks papered over, stolen victory. Yeah, I'll have that. Please sign more decrepit players, says John Parslow. Dan Harvey, are you watching Uncle Ron? Yes, he was. And of course, he was also childminding at the same time because babies apparently can now run. Watford fan, relegation trust Valerian says... Yay, Hamer and Livermore done good. Gary Laybourne says, no more fucking fingernails left. Yes, again, I blame the referee for that. Is it just me? Or if referees wear orange, is there a trend? I'm just saying. Tom Hagen, ugly, but another away win. 
I won't take that personally, but fine. Brian Edwards says Jake Levermore is not decrepit. No, he has retracted that statement. That's fine. Watford FC Sweden. Snorfest until Livermore goals, says I agree with that completely. QPR fan in sombrero. Whoops. Yes, a lot of pictures on, on social media of our sombrero wearing QPR fan. Yeah, not good. Two up, then squeaky bums, says Ben. Louis Tashira says Jake Livermore, that's the tweet. Brian Edwards, we should sign that Armstrong. Now, we were debating that, and and Alan came on and insisted on using things such as facts and statistics to show that I'm talking out of my ear hole. But as, as a young player and a young prospect, I thought he looked tremendous, and he also has looked good in that early game in the season. I've seen him play, and I just think he's an exciting prospect personally. But there we go. Apparently, we shouldn't do that. We should sign young Vacuum Bio, who we've already signed. Carl Campion says, Cespet FC, love veteran Livermore. Colin Hosier says, we'll play better and lose. Absolutely. Alex King, great win, but subs horrific. Yeah, I think there's a common thread there, definitely. Uh, defensively, we were poor. The midfield was a one-man show by Super Jake, and our forwards didn't really help, but a win is a win. Alan Lathwell says, uh, uh, delighted, but also absolutely furious. <laughs> well done. Mark Noly says, huge hamer, hands help Hornets. Mark is a big fan of H-based alliteration. I've noticed this. I have noticed this, uh, Mark. Uh, Brian Edwards says, hanging on versus QPR. Oops. Ford, uh, sorry, Mark of Watford in England, workmanlike, slightly lucky and brilliant. Nice, nice. Willie Eckers like, hello, Ken, says the Jake and Ben show. We're seeing this a lot. Feed the goat, says Lee. Loco Milky Joe. And he's got a very nice, what was this? This is a kind of a meme with feed the goat in front of Jake Livermore. And I don't know what the background is. It looks like maybe some fried tomatoes on a, I don't know. Never mind. David Quick says, can't comment at the women's match. Now, the last time I was looking at the women's match, it was 3-1. And Misha Aguiman had just scored against Arsenal. We were 3-1 down. We're playing Arsenal. They are, you know, one of the best teams in the country. I will look for the final score on that in just a minute but obviously he was busy here doing that Chris I am Hornet says Jake fucking Livermore well done sir I think you crystallised the moment and with two words to spare except that Peter Joyless Jones comes on and says Ben Hamer classic doing exactly the same trick Alan Ray says dubious subs almost cost us I agree I absolutely agree I think if you look at it it was if that had gone if that had gone wrong you could have been looking at going did we do it 10 minutes early as Wendover said but it didn't so We'll take that. We'll take that. Snell CJ says, try to give it away. I think in, in the response to that, Carl Wilson says, a win is a win. Very true. Paul McCarthy, one point off playoffs. Simon Watford FC says, great team spirit, fully deserved. Stuart Cashmore says, another tricky away ticked off. Very good. Now we have come to that moment, everybody, where we must pause and reflect over more than five words because it is Skylar Rose who knows nothing of five and indeed words. The Watford OAPs served a storm as Livermore scored two and Hamer saved us at the death. Crap first half and Dave was very poor. Healy needs to shoot more and we're still conceding goals due to such imbalance inside. Good win, but we need a right back and Big Raj was poor as well. He was only on for a little while and and some people have looked at Dave and I saw some people complain. Uh, compare him to Andy Hessenthaler, which I thought was like quite quite a compliment, but he was definitely hardworking. Colin Smith says, Hike, there's a guy on this site, does Hike, to which Pete replies, well done, Haiku. Oh, Haiku. That's not how you spell Haiku. Right, I'm going to start this again. Now, Colin's giving us some poetry here, but because of some very dodgy spelling, I didn't know that. Here we go. Haiku. There's a guy on this site, does Haiku. To which Peter replies, well done you. So here you go, it's easy. It was never in doubt. One, two. Yeah, that's good. 
No Hornet haikus, though, there, Colin, I had to say. I had to say. More like a lyric from the ghost. You'll know what I mean. We got away with one, says Hornet 006. Rich, sorry, Rob, Index Jesus says, average performance, good shift, luck. Like that. I like that very much. Jake Livermore. And he's made that from six words into one word by combining Jake and Livermore in the final word to make it five. J, music itself. Well done. Nicely done, sir. Peter Lee says, gritty, not pretty, but victory. Nice. Almost poetry. But not quite. Barry French says Jake Livermore times two. Very good. It's all Martin Pollard's in 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 memes with it's hammer time, even though he's changed it to it's hammer time. So it works and doesn't, both in a pleasing and a non-pleasing way. But uh, MC Hammer, if you remember him, is wearing yellow and black. That's pretty good overall. Uh, Matt Messiano of the Buzz Podcast says Jake Livermore, Jakey Jake Livermore. Well done. That if that that should be on the back of someone's shirt because that would go from right from the top to the bottom there. So uh, do listen out for uh, the Buzz Podcast and everything else that'll be coming out from everybody looking at that and trying to dissect that one. I look forward to Jordan trying to explain how we won that. Um, that will be very good. Uh, Martin Pollard says have a nail, find hammer. Oh, find hammer. Very good. Carl Wilson, Val is Mr. Lucky Man. Yeah, we'll take that. Jake Livermore saves the day, says Dunny. Andy Mitchell says E-I-O. I think he knows what we know where that's going. Ben Hamer, and lots of applause, says, says Shrewhorn. Ryan says Captain Fantastic and great save. Hamer, player of the season award, surely Jake Livermore, says Ryan. Ash Furby says Livermore, more. How do you like it? There you go, Ant. That goes back to you earlier on. Lovely. Oh, Boyd Mayover. Hello, Boyd. Hope you're well, sir. Thank God for Ben Hamer, he says. Chris Talfer says want Livermore. Of that, please. Nice. I like that. Nathan Harrison, super Ben Hamer in goal. Ellie, we heard her from earlier on, says, Hamer, I want to marry you. You were proposing that to Jake Livermore earlier on. Ellie, you're putting it about a great deal. Mark Calder says, scruffy, but job done. And Don Pister says, Livermore, you beautiful bastard, as he often does. So before we get across to the, before we get across to the long forms to finish us off, I think we have a Mr. Carl James. Resplendent. Have you returned from, from North London, sir? <laughs> Oh, how are we? Yeah, we're all right. Smash and grab, but we'll we'll take it. What, what was your take on the day and how are you? Yes, sober is the first one, which That's is still a new upon. thing to me. After, yeah, very frowned upon after football. But yeah, it was, I thought it was a, a good second half performance. The first half was a bit like pulling teeth. It was pretty dreadful. Midfield, we looked like we were missing quite a lot in there. Even to, once QPR got the goal, it looked a little bit touch and go. But yeah, what a great, what a great couple of strikes from Jake Livermore. Um, right in front of me, I, I, I did put the the video in the patrons group that we. That I we saw have. it. Um, Nicely done, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, hopefully that will really make the good. vlog. I'm hoping. It will. Yes, it will. I'm on my way home now to uh, edit that up and, and get that up as soon as possible. But overall, yeah, it's um, a, a bit of a smash and grab. But really pleased with the the, the way that the, the the boys didn't give up, kept going. We've got a, an opportunity now in terms of the playoffs if we could get something at, at Bristol City and add a little bit in January. So, no, it's all good. All good. Bristol City will be interesting after, obviously, the uh, the Boxing Day debacle, um, whether or not we've we've learnt and, and deal with that in a different way. So we shall see. But we've all seen those kind of scorelines turned around. So so we'll see how it goes. But um, what was the, uh, you know, last season, obviously the QPR result went a certain way. And there was talk of dissent on the terraces, et cetera, and, and lots of kerfuffles going on. I like the word kerfuffle. Yeah. I wish to use it more often, so good, there you go. Good um, word. Thank you. And how was the tone on the terraces today before the goal, and how was it after? <clears throat> Night and day, to be fair, Pete. It's it, 
there was nothing like we had last time. We, we Funny enough, the, the guys we were in and around, we were talking about it today. Um, last time we were here, it was all kicking off and the whole atmosphere was just not nice, not a nice place to be. But it's night and day. And, the, and I put that down to the fact that people can see that they're trying. The players are trying. There's a bit of effort there. There's a, a want and a desire to keep supporting the manager from the fans because they can see that his attitude and the attitude that he's he's getting out on the pitch is is working. Um, are we the finished article? Not by a long way. Are we, dare I say it, uh, promotion contenders? Personally, I don't think we are. And a, a little bit of me doesn't want to go up this season. I'd rather stay down for another season and, and build. But I think the whole atmosphere, the whole fan base, can all they ever wanted was the, the, the team to try. And they're getting that now. So I think that cuts a long way in terms of where we were last time we were at Loftus Road, which is still a shithole, I would like to report. <laughs> yes, yes. It was mentioned that, that we our facilities, I suggested that our facilities managers should take a bow, that we don't have a shithole, because let's be honest, Vicarage Road at certain points has been a shithole, but it is now, yeah. it's now a, a glorious, small, Premier League level ground. That is unquestionably what it is. So we're very fortunate and uh, and we don't have obstructed views just, say, just saying that, bearing in mind we've spoken to both Neil and to Paul, neither of whom managed to actually see the uh, the strikes on goal. Yeah, saying we were front and centre, so we had, we had a pretty decent view. I'd like to also report that the stewards are human at QPR. They actually talked to you and were quite nice, so that was, no, that, was a, that was a pleasant surprise today. Nice, nice. Let's finish with, obviously, the most poignant moment of the week, really, which is the young Hornet supporter, Daniel, who, who yeah. we lost earlier on this week, obviously a tragic news, commemorated on the 30th minute, yeah. as best it can be. Reports that it was done well by QPR and the Watford fans. Was that was that still fair play today? Yeah, no fair play to them. Very poignant. Uh, unfortunately, I think it was a little bit interrupted due to the fact of some poor defending. But uh, we went on for a little bit longer after that. So, uh, no, it was it was nice. And it's always horrible to hear stuff like this, especially a young guy, obviously going through troubles and whatever. But whether he be a Watford supporter or not, I think yeah. it's always important to remember that we're all human. We've all got bits of our lives that are problematic and not all of us have got people to talk. It's good to to show the lads some respect and obviously commiserations to, to, to him and, and his family at this time. Absolutely, absolutely. Very good stuff, sir. Very good. I look forward to the uh, the vlog coming out because, of course, yes. we, we took three points today. And who else took three points? Somebody, forca- somebody three forecast points? in the Prediction League that Watford would win 2-1. Oh, me! And oh, I went 2-1, didn't I? Carlos is currently sitting joint top with 1-1 prediction and and oh. ju- Justin is now one point off of the bottom. Even oh, though he got... No, he, that has cheered me right up. That's the best bit of the day. Even though he got a point. Even though he got a point. There you go. There you go. There you go. We've got we to we finish it on that note. Carlos and everybody there have a safe journey back and do look out for uh, for the vlog on, on YouTube and obviously we'll post it up on Twitter so you can hear it. But let's get to the long-form reviews and the first thing is that... Charlie came on and said, is Pete in the bath? It sounds like it. Charlie, keep your personal fantasies of me to yourself, obviously. Alan Laswell joined in and said, I thought he was sanding a worktop. And Brian Edwards suggested that I was in a toilet cubicle. When I said, if you disagree with me, come on and say it. These three took it very literally. Well done. Very pleased to see it. No, sorry. I have a squeaky chair. I shall try to remedy it during the week. Apologies, everybody. The Big Lebowski said, can't speak. I'm with a bunch of QPR fans in the pub. What a strange experience.
experience. It was a scrappy game. Their finishing is terrible. Had it been better, we were in trouble in that first half. Lovely to see us being the team that can take the chances. Alan Athwell says, unbelievable. Jake Livermore is playing football for Watford while Neil is tapping up his missus. <laughs> oh, Neil, Nelly, you, you're, getting a, you're getting a bad strike on that one. That was a good one. Well done. Excellent. I do like to see that. The Big Lebowski also says, oh, I met this wanker walking up the road earlier. And he basically has a picture of, I think it was, this was one of the, it's either one of the QPR mascots or one of their mascots really does need to be strategically shaved. Rich says, Martin's literally created the two goals, he says. Um, was he still on the pitch uh, for those two goals? I'm not sure. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He was. The ball came down the left and then he's played it back in. There you go. <laughs> Sad the conversation is all about Martins and not defending. Haven't we had enough defense? Haven't we got enough defenders? Martins there to create at the other end. Oh, and he did it twice today for us to score two goals. But hey, that's question is tracking back. No, both are equally valid, Rich. You know this and I love the fact that you've responded on there. Beautiful stuff. Brian Edwards says, does Ant use a cassette player? I'm not sure what Ant uses, but let's face it, if we if we examine in the evidence, most of his tracks would suggest a cassette of, of that particular age. And let's face it, I like that because anything after 1998, musically, is effectively a car alarm in my sense. You are free to disagree, obviously. Mark of England, uh, of Watford in England says, according to the Transfer Market website, Sinclair Armstrong's contract expires on the 30th of June 2024 and his market value right now is one million. Should we have a whip round? I would. I would. But I won't tell Alan that I'll be organising it because he'll tell me off and come, come to me with things like facts and stuff. Louis Tashira says, nice to win an away game and be back in Watford by three. EMV says, uh, lovely away win, God bless. Alan back quoting uh, Wendover Horn says, has clearly had some refreshment. He's suggesting, Wendover, that you were drinking and therefore were, were not seeing things in a blurry eye. Trust me, he was having a tagine or something. Lee Jackson says, is this Adele? Who was who that? Who was that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, that was definitely Wendover. Dr. Christian Reese says, would say it was more of a resolution effort rather than rehabilitation and rejuvenation. Fair play. Fair play. I'll go with that. Mark of Watford England again says that moment late on when Ryovic holding up the ball by the touchline and laying it off was an absolute Ross Jenkins moment. Early days, but long may his transformation continue. Or it could be rehabilitation and rejuvenation. We don't know what quite what it is, but there you go. Peter Joyless-Jones says, what happened to the AstroTurf? Oh, that was a long time ago. John Parslow, not listening to Spaces today as travelling to Manchester tonight, so we'll listen to the recording late for the three and a half hour drive tonight. I have three days at a conference at Man City, so we'll suss out young players that we might have on loan for the playoff challenge. You ones. Then Mal comes on. Steve is the expert on the cheese. He is. And he's, I'm fairly sure Steve's away and skiing. We have been absent on the cheese, but fortunately, Mr. Laswell has taken care of that with some chorizo and some also some jalapenos. Brian Edwards says, will Gino make the fun stretch for Armstrong? If what Mark has said and said it's around a million, who knows? Who knows what? Well, would we go for it? Don't know. We're just... We're just throwing these ideas out there. Carl Wilson says, Val was very poor today. Very strange subs. We are one point off of the playoffs, but I'm still not 100% about him. Nope, there's, this is the discussion about it. Is he good or is he lucky? And in some ways, do we care if he's one of the two? John Parzo says, today we got a new puppy for future Chorleywood walks. Here we go. First 2024 Watford FC signing will make an appearance on the grass in late February. Please keep starting keeping clean sheets. I've gone from a puppy to having kittens. And if Livermore is decrepit, I'm Johnny Depp. I can assure everybody that John is not Johnny Depp. This is the guy, says Wendover Horn, who I think would be a great loan and an ideal player to share minutes with Jake Livermore. I hope the championship side he's joining us 
is us basically on loan. And this is Isaac Hayden, who is at Newcastle, but has been returned back from Standard Liège, where he was on loan, with the advice on the Twitter saying he would be moving to a championship side for the rest of the season. Would Newcastle take him out of Liège to give him to us just for the, the bits and pieces that, that Jake Livermore isn't going to play? I would be surprised. I would expect to see somebody along the lines of Kamara for Moudinese to fill in for those amount of numbers. Might they bring him in and put him further forward and then drop him in? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I hear Kone has a little knock, says Wendover Horn. That just sounds like a vicious rumour in any sense. Brian Edwards says, are you on TV? Are you in the toilet? No, I'm not in the toilet. I do apologise. It was just my squeaky chair. Dr Dickie Sutton, great result, but much work to do. We need our fullbacks to be much better at stopping crosses. We would have lost to a team with better finishing. Louis Tashira, good win. Two cracking goals from Livermore. Not the best overall performance, but an important win. Aspria was excellent today. Great travelling support on to Bristol City. Mr Murphy says, I heard Ipswich are sniffing around Ryevich. Would you sell him to get Armstrong from QPR? We heard earlier on, if Wendover was appointed technical director, which we don't think is likely to happen, I think we can safely say that, that he would. I was offering him like six and a half million, which would give an instant turnaround on on Ryevich after getting, what, nine goals in the championship slash FA Cup. Would his, would his resale value be worth that? Yeah, certainly. But then we hear from Alan saying 44 games and he, he doesn't score. And the QPR fans were saying today... When he had a chance and he, he it didn't go in, that's why he's not. That's why he's not Les Ferdinand. We know that you can have a player who scores who doesn't give you anything. We know we can have players who give you everything but don't score. Hey, it's just today because we've been looking at him. Watford have been undefeated in their last five away games, says Malik. That's nice. Carl Campion says Ben Hamer summed it up afterwards on Sky. Took Jake Livermore off. It went pear-shaped. Val's changes gave control to QPR after second goal and caused a decline in my mental health. Like last week, a win is a win. You don't get more than three points for a better performance. Nice. I like that. And I can hear my own chair squeaking. That's not good. Paul Fiander Turner says, Livermore class. Georgie put a shift in there too. And who we heard earlier on, uh, on with a fine theme tune says, fair play. Think Neil has been more smashed than me in the last few weeks. Won't you know? Won't be known as the cast much longer. Maybe things are looking up, you warns. Carl Wilson says, everyone's got an opinion. Nobody is wrong or right. But we are not a premier team. And I can't see us signing uh, more than one player. Absolutely. That's fine. No, the point is, Carl, that everybody can voice their opinion. Nobody is wrong and nobody is right and nobody is right and nobody is wrong, if in the kind of negative sense. But this is just where you get to come and say, this is what I think. And your points are absolutely valid. Big Al says, thanks for JL West Brom. Much appreciated. Nice. Mark Calder, we heard from him at the start, said, disagree with Alan. Yes, his output is not very high, but factor in the fact that he played under Ainsworth for a good few months, who also kept Ilias Chair on the bench, and that this kid is still 20 and can be moulded would be the perfect time to take a gamble on him. That's obviously talking about young Sinclair Armstrong, who I think impressed everybody today. And that's good. Brilliant. Love it. There's, there's the example that exactly what what uh, what Carl was saying there. Nobody's wrong. Nobody's right. Just come on and say what you think. Sheil Cashmore says, agree, Paul. Don't know which bit about, but it does. Mark back again. Mark called us back and says, Paul is a great shout. This was their left back who we spoke about on the on the opposition view to Sir Richard Honey, who then came on after and said, please stop taking all our players in your dreams. He's had a very good season. Started every championship game this season too. Yeah, absolutely. I actually thought Healy was quite good, says Gus, Gussie Brown. Uh, he's back with 100% should be kept, should have kept Livermore on. Carl Wilson back again. Gino, not going to invest this January window if he wants to sell the club. Yeah, as we said at the top, and I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. We've heard from Val that it's if one goes out, then 
one can come in and replace it. But is he gonna is he gonna pay? Are we gonna get some of that kind of investment? Maybe to have a shot at the Premier League. The thought would be any kind of investment may be predicated on what league we are in because we have a different valuation depending on if we are promoted to the Premier League or not. If it's going through now, and as I heard it, an investment, not a takeover, an investment, it would take something like three months to go through the the football league due diligence. So we're not going to know once that's actually happened whether any difference is. So we might not see that there is any point in investing, Carl. We don't know. We'll just watch this space. But fair point, and we'll watch this space indeed. Mark Calder says, QPR away is always going to be a tough game, as we said earlier on. In away days like this, it doesn't matter how you get over the line. It just matters that you do. He also says, think Sinclair is running out of contract, as he just mentioned there. So it could be a fantastic fantastic deal dad's a qpr fan so see him quite regularly a man who will die for the badge and then we finally finish off with william wonga rose tinted wendover goes again he says nice to see his mate gino bothered to attend with his mate bodgy today <laughs> i like bodgy bodgy's very good wonga i like that he says three signings just like he said in the summer the money has been kept for january laughable he says doesn't agree and that's fine it's all right for everybody to come on and go i agree with you i don't agree with you and this is what i think and that's what i think this is just a big virtual pub where people come in and have a chat and say this is what i think brilliant the world doesn't fall because somebody said something you disagree with it's fine it's our football team we just come in and have a chat look it's 10 past four i was trying to aim for four o'clock so my apologies for keeping you all too long but what can we do it was a 2-1 uh, away win was it pretty no what was poignant and has been all week more than anything more than stewarding more than the games more than anything is we lost one of our own this week very sad our thoughts and condolences go out to his friends and family the most important thing is if you are struggling in any way shape or form do reach out because people are there people are there you just have to ask and people will be there and if no one else is available come to us We have no problems with that. And I'm sure there are people and there are support networks and there is stuff that is makes life genuinely worth living. I'm so sorry for for Daniel's family and the the loss of uh, a spark in their life that that nothing will will be able to replace. But they were absolutely in favour of a commemoration of him today. And it's one of the things that gets done well by football clubs, regardless of opposition and all of that nonsense. Today, we've heard that QPR put on a good show of that. They put on a good show of hospitality and how you look after people when they come to visit you. Let's hope we can let's hope we can build on that as well and take things further. Daniel's family are all in our prayers. It's the most important thing. Not three points. Not today. Not today. But it was nice. Nice nonetheless. Cheerio, guys. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.